Is there gold in your sewer? That and other stories for the week ending January 18th. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water. It seems there's continually new evidence showing that we don't know enough about the hazards of underregulated oil and gas operations. Last week, a study released by Duke University scientists caused more anxiety around the unforeseen consequences of hydraulic fracturing and conventional oil and gas drilling. According to the study, two chemicals, ammonium and iodide, are being released into waterways in Pennsylvania and West Virginia from wastewater produced by drilling. According to Scientific American, these two chemicals were not known before as pollutants from oil and gas operations. The Duke researchers found ammonium levels in streams and rivers in amounts 50 times higher than the EPA's water quality threshold. Ammonium can turn into ammonia, which is highly toxic to aquatic life. The other detected chemical, iodide, is not toxic by itself, but when it comes into contact with chlorine, which is used in most drinking water systems, it can become toxic and carcinogenic. According to the researchers, the two chemicals are not regulated or even monitored in any drilling operations in the U.S., and they recommend government action now. A federal judge in Washington state has ruled that cow manure from dairy operations poses a, quote, imminent and substantial threat to drinking water. The landmark decision against a large dairy near Yakima, Washington, was hailed by environmental groups who claimed the dairy had over-applied manure to soil and caused high levels of nitrates to seep into groundwater. The case may be far-reaching for dairy operations, as well as other industries across the country whose manure disposal methods will now have to be in compliance with federal solid and hazardous waste regulations. Speaking of nitrates, in Iowa, the water utility in Des Moines has sent a notice that it intends to sue three counties for polluting river water with the compound. The suit could have nationwide implications. The utility blames farmers for the pollution because of the fertilizers they use. Des Moines Water Works spent nearly a million dollars in 2013 filtering water from the Raccoon and Des Moines rivers. According to the Iowa Farmer Today, this may be the first time a water utility has sued other government districts for water pollution. Scientists are still assessing the effects of the BP oil spill but the response to the explosion might have added to the damage. Numerous studies since the disaster have shown that the dispersants BP used were far more toxic than previously known. Dispersants are a mixture of solvents and surfactants that break down oil into tiny droplets that are supposed to quickly degrade. Research has found, however, that measurable amounts of the dispersant Corexit used by BP were detectable near the well two months after it was capped in 2010. A paper published in the peer-reviewed journal Environmental Pollution said the combination of Corexit and crude is 52 times more toxic than crude alone. The federal government was sharply criticized by environmental groups for allowing the dispersant with little knowledge of its impacts on marine life, birds, and people, or if it even worked. Citing lessons learned from the disaster, the EPA last week proposed sweeping changes in the regulatory process 
to ensure oil dispersants are used safely and in compliance with the law. As the adage goes, you are what you eat. If that's true, will future archaeologists know more about us by looking at our sewers? That's the thinking behind a new research project from MIT dubbed Underworlds. Scientists hypothesize that most of what's going on in a city is evident in what's coming out. This month, researchers from the university will gather around a manhole in East Cambridge. Dressed in hazmat suits, they'll sample sewer muck every hour for 24 hours. Research has shown that sewage can reveal such things as illicit drug use or the presence of influenza. Smart sewage, as they call it, could predict epidemics or demonstrate the impact of regulations, such as bans on trans fats. The scientists believe sewage is a rich treasure trove of information. And according to new research from Arizona State University, you can take that statement literally. Precious metals like silver, copper, and gold find their way into sewers from things like mining and manufacturing. The ASU scientists wanted to find out what it all might be worth. The upshot? The haul was about $280 per ton, or $8 million for a city of 1 million people. But before you start prying open manhole covers, let's do the math. That's only about 8 bucks per person. But that wasn't the point. The authors wanted to shed light on contamination risks from chemicals and metals. About 60% of the sewage sludge in the U.S. is used as fertilizer. The remaining sludge is burned in incinerators or dumped in landfills. All could lead to groundwater contamination. They hope their research will inspire some enterprising entrepreneur to harness chemicals before they get into water supplies. We've heard of gold metal fishing streams, but who would have thought there could be 24 karat sewers? This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado WaterWise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.